The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hey, what's up? I'm former Bills receiver Stevie Johnson, and you listening to Nate and the fellas on the Circle in the Wagon podcast. It's only one way to roll. That's the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Yeah. 2022. We here. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us this in this special week seven bye week episode. Um, and as always, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, check out the Delago Resort and Casino and, uh, and, uh, give it a try. You know, have a, have a drink, have some food there, uh, make a bet. It is a great time. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest. He is an NFL writer for CBS Sports. Um, I'd like to welcome Jeff Kerr to the podcast. Jeff, it is so good to finally talk to you. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, I'm kind of like you guys in a sense. Uh, the Eagles, I mostly focus on them. They have a bye week this week, but when you cover the entire NFL, there is no bye week. That's what I said. Everybody can go to Palm Springs or go on their vacations. Uh, not me. I'm <laughs> still great. grinding. That's great. Well, you just put out this really cool article. Um, it was the biggest strengths and weaknesses of the, of every single team in the entire NFL. And, uh, for those who didn't get a chance to read it, um, I, I retweeted it, but, uh, specifically, when you looked at the Buffalo Bills, uh, what did you see as their greatest strength and weakness um, for the rest of the season? Well, for, in Buffalo's case, they were one of the harder teams to find a strength because they have tons of strengths. They're absolutely loaded. Um, you know, you could go wide receiver, you can go cornerback, and you just go defense as a hold or pass rush. Which, by the way, I, I still love the Von Miller signing to this day. I mean, he made such a difference in Sunday's win over the Chiefs, but. I had to go with, in my mind, who the front runner for MVP is right now, and that's Josh Allen, just because of what he's able to do. And 
I feel like the only way you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is to have that offensive firepower and to have that guy that can match Patrick Mahomes. That's the what guy. about weaknesses in the Buffalo Bills? Was that tough to do, or was that a lot of easier? I, I kind of looked at stats for that. To be honest with you, I forgot what I picked because I done thirty two teams. <laughs> it was red zone. It was red zone offense. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I thought it was red zone offense. I'm trying to remember. It was something in the red zone. I know the red zone defense is good. Um, yeah, their red zone offense, it's kind of shocking that they don't score more points than they actually do. And Kansas City did a pretty decent job of this on Sunday. But, yeah, it's Buffalo just doesn't score touchdowns in the red zone. If you want to be nitpick, nitpick what, here, but maybe that's because I was going to say, when you, look at, when you look at that, though, um, and you look at – they're like the second highest scoring point per game team, and they're doing so poorly in the red zone. I mean, does that make you think, well, they could easily be number one if they start to regress towards the mean? Or do you think they kind of keep going that way, that direction? I think they'll eventually move up. I mean, granted, it's, what, we're six weeks in here. I, you know, I'm not going to say this is going to be a trend, but have you noticed they haven't been running Josh Allen that much in the red zone this year? <laughs> So maybe that's the reason. And I don't think they want to run him as much as they do. I know that that's like the national thing. Like, oh, they run Josh Allen too much. Josh Allen takes too many hits. Well, Josh Allen's also 6'6", six, six, what? 250, I, 260, something like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. He, uh, he's not getting hurt. <laughs> it's You know, he's not Lamar Jackson out there. He just isn't. So, yeah, I, I think, though, Buffalo does kind of need, like, that red zone back. I don't know if it's Kevin Singletary. I, it might be James Cook. Who knows? But – it does feel like the if there's one weakness, if there's like one Achilles heel in the Bills, it is the red zone offense. If you can hold them the field goals, you have a shot. But Kansas City did a pretty good job stopping Buffalo for most of Sunday's game, and Buffalo was still yeah. They had two uh, red zone interceptions, or the Bills had one, the the Chiefs had one as well. Um, or what red zone turnover? What was it? Oh, it was it was in the it was in the four it was a fourth down. And uh, Josh Allen threw it to Isaiah McKenzie, and he tripped over his own feet. So the Bills, yeah. So that was basically yeah. a turnover in that in that respect. Um, you know, you're looking over the entire NFL, and uh, you know, as a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm constantly looking at how the AFC landscape is changing. Because when I looked at the beginning of the season, I would have thought the AFC East was one of the weakest divisions in the NFL. And now it seems like it's actually one of the toughest. Um, do you get that sense when you were reviewing all those teams or is it just, you know, they just got lucky a few games. Um, I think it's still going to be one of the worst divisions in the NFL. Well, one of the teams I thought was going to be a lot better uh, this year and they are is the Jets, but I thought, okay, Buffalo's in the AFC East, Miami's in the way in the AFC East, the AFC's loaded. How many games could this team win? And yet you could see a sign of improvement. Well, they're four and two, and I, I think, as you said earlier, regressing to the mean. I I don't think a lot of teams in the AFC are as good as we may amount to be, but the Jets are, and you know they, they have guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, John Franklin Myers is a very underrated uh, defensive. Like the, the Jets have a lot of good young players, and they've hit on them in the draft. Um, the kid from Florida State, Jermaine Johnson, uh, you know, he, he's not making a significant impact, but he's making an impact on that defense. And you obviously have guys like Sauce Gardner. It's Elijah Vera Tucker. They're, they're not missing in the early rounds. This is why they're competitive. And, yeah, they could give the Bills fits at some point this season. I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but it, it's not like, oh, yeah, they got the Jets this week. No. And, you know, Miami, I, I think Miami would be a lot better if they didn't lose Tua for as long as they did. I know Bills fans love to rag on the Dolphins about Tua, but 
I mean, the Dolphins were undefeated with Tua, and they looked like they were going to be a legit challenge to Buffalo this year at some point. I don't know if that's going to be the case for the whole season, but I still think Miami can be a playoff team. Um, you know, in the Patriots, I mean, I don't know why they're going back to Mac Jones at this point. They just stick with Bailey Zappi. They're they're a better team than Bailey Zappi. It's you know, they've done this before. Uh, Bill Belichick's no better than anybody what it's like to go to a lower round draft pick over your. your uh, $100 million quarterback. I'm not saying Matt, Matt Jones isn't that, but you know, the whole oh, yeah. Blitzer, Tom Brady thing. So, but overall, it's, yeah, I think the AFC East is a lot better than what people are giving it credit for. And honestly, that's just going to help Buffalo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, in your article, you mentioned, uh, you know, I'm looking through some of these teams that I think the Bills might see in the playoffs or later on in the season. And one interesting uh, thing that you mentioned was you, could see the Chiefs not making the Super Bowl. Now, does this have anything to do with what you saw this past Sunday, or is this just something that kind of it's kind of been brewing and and it just it just seems more and more likely? Well, I still think the Chiefs can make it, but they're going to have to go to Orchard Park, at least in my opinion. I, I don't think it's going to be like last year where Buffalo beats Kansas City, but Buffalo for some reason couldn't win a one score game to save their life. And I know Bills fans hated how I brought that up. I'm like, well, until you do it. You, you know, I'm going to keep mentioning it. Well, they, they now won their last two one-score games, and they won them in convincing fashion against two really good teams in Baltimore and Kansas City. So that narrative's gone. Now, now it's okay. The Bills got to make sure they get home field advantage and make sure they get the Chiefs in Orchard Park. And to me, if anything stops the Chiefs, it's right tackle right now. Uh, Von Miller owned Andrew Wiley Sunday. He absolutely owned him, and the Bills have that difference maker. They signed him free agency. That's what they wanted. They wanted a guy like Von Miller – uh, you know, a closer to that defense. They just did not have that last year. And I love how the Bills were aggressive this offseason getting him. They did not look at that 13 seconds and say, you know what? No, that was a fluke. No, no, no. We got to make sure we're taking advantage of this window right now. So they went and got a guy like Von Miller. And to be honest, they're just a better team than the Chiefs right now. And the Chiefs are really good. Like Patrick Mahomes has proven he can still put up numbers about Tyreek Hill. Kansas City is still – they might be the best offensive football, which is crazy to say because you got Buffalo in there, but they're still moving the ball. They still lead the league in points per game. But you look at the end of the day, Buffalo's just got a better defense than them. And I'm really curious to see how Patrick Mahomes does on the road in Orchard Park because that should be a game Buffalo mm-hmm. should win. Yeah, definitely. I'm, super, I'm I'm interested to see how that Chiefs secondary gets the rest of the season because um, even the Bills didn't take advantage of it as much as I thought that they should. Uh, they still came out on top. As as far as, you know, you mentioned like Bills Mafia not liking something you mentioned as far as like close game stats. I mean, it, it, what you said is fact. I mean, it's just the way it is. The Bills had what we call like a close game curse. Like they just couldn't, like they won what, one out of eight or something at that point, at some point like in a row. And uh, And then finally, you know, they break that that curse and then they won against you know the ravens and the chiefs um i think that was just a matter of regressing to the mean like you said uh they had won games like that the the year before it was just it was just a bad streak you mentioned bill's mafia loves stats you always you're one of the most one of the best twitter uh accounts for bringing up Bill's stats, especially because uh, a lot of them are good. A lot of them are, you know, uh, tell, saying how good the Bills' offense is or how good Josh Allen is. You've, uh, you know, you've mentioned so many in the past season, in the past two seasons. What is one of your favorite stats when you look back at it that you're just like, I mean, because you, you delve so deeply into it. What's, what's something you look at? And you're like, wow, I didn't even think that. Like looking into, it. I'm, I'm impressed. Well, part of the reason too, I always. 
everybody thinks there's a message behind like my set. I'm like, there's no message here. They're just facts. But I do like to point out to people that, hey, wait a minute. Didn't you all of a sudden people who think you know more about football than anybody else say Josh Allen was going to stink? And I've been saying even the two years where he wasn't that great in Buffalo, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This guy's still pretty good. I think he can be a pretty decent quarterback in this league. And yeah, I, I never go, I'm never a hot take guy. So I'm not going to say he's going to be the best or anything like that. But every time Josh Allen does something, like I, I got to post it. I Personally, I think the one is probably the highest postseason passer rating ever, which is kind of insane. It, it was like, it's him and Mahomes. Or I have one I didn't put out yet, but I'm assuming the Bills and the Chiefs are going to meet in the playoffs just because it's, it's inevitable, right? If they meet this year in the postseason, they will be the first non-division opponent to meet in consecutive years, three years in a row, which is absolutely incredible. You don't see that. This is the Brady Manning that people actually like. <laughs> I mean, really, do Chiefs and Bills fans hate each other? I don't think no, so. No, no, no. And I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I love the Brady, Brady Manning uh, rivalry, but I feel like I didn't see it as much as I wanted to, even though they, they faced probably 12 times altogether in their career or whatever it was, um, to be able to see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And they actually like each other. Like, they get along great. There's no, like, personal rivalry. There's no headbutting. It's like, wow, I really respect, you know, him as a person, as a player, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you just mentioned that you think Josh, you thought Josh Allen would be good after the first two seasons. Um, I, I got to be honest, as a Bills fan, I was hoping, I didn't know that he would be good. You know, I took, I was optimistic. I took everything in stride, like, okay, he's going to have some setbacks. He's going to have some, just as long as, as a whole, he's trending in the right direction. Um, what did you see in him the first two seasons? A lot of people were down on him, but it sounds like you weren't. I'm, look, I'm really big with the mobile quarterback. Right. I, I, I thought the league was trending toward that. And Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. You know, he just doesn't have to run as much. But when he does, he's he's dangerous. But, you know, Josh Allen was running for these touchdowns. He's doing it. Like, Man, if he can just get a little more accurate, just a little more accurate, he's going to be a very dangerous weapon. And then the Bills did the one move I absolutely loved. You traded for a number one wide receiver. And Philadelphia copied it. Um, you know, they did that for Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown. Look what Jalen Hurts is doing. It, it's, it's amazing, right? You, you don't have to go to a new quarterback. You just – Give your quarterback weapons. And I've been saying this for years. Like, I, I was the biggest Dante Culpepper detractor in the world because I said, okay, take away Randy Moss and how good is this guy really? And we found out very quick. So, uh, yeah, I was always, okay, you need a receiver to go with the quarterback. And, you know, Kurt, Kurt Warren, for example, you took away Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt from him in New York. Really didn't have much. Like, Amani Toomer was good, but it wasn't Hall of Fame level like those guys were. So, yeah, and then you put Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bowen with Kurt Warner, all of a sudden he's a Hall of Famer again. So, I, I you know, I loved how the Bills did that with Stephon Diggs. Um, Gabe Davis, loved him coming out of the draft. Absolute stub, by the way. Um, Isaiah McKenzie was always underrated. So, yeah, the Bills did a really good job at building around Josh Allen instead of saying, you know what, we're going to pivot again. And I think as times we have 20 years of Ryan Fitzpatrick, J.P. Lozman, uh, you know, <laughs> How many other bank or a Trent Edwards? How many, how many quarterbacks can I think of right Kelly now? Kelly Holcomb. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, Kelly Holcomb. Jeez. Yeah, who, who, who else oh, was in that? Man, there's EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel. Yeah, there were so many in that. In that, yeah, I mean, so, that doesn't even include uh, the guys that we thought were going to – why am I blanking on it? The guy that we thought was going to – Come after Jim Kelly, um, that was his backup at the time, and then he came in and we're just he was from Michigan. Uh, Todd Collins, thank Todd you, Collins thank you, Todd Collins, Billy yeah. Joe Holbert, all those guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I actually think one of my favorite NFL stats is Todd Collins got picked <laughs> off by Todd Collins. 
I thought that was so sad. in a playoff game. I was like, oh my god, that's like the most savage thing of all time. And the other Todd Collins is better, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it was so. It, it's funny because I like I watch a lot of Bill games, like uh, you know, e- even in the '90s, and I'm just like, like they really, like they're still really good, but they need Jim Kelly. Even the corpse of Jim <laughs> Kelly was better than anything that yep. that they put out there, and. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really happy for Buffalo fans, honestly. Like, you you should not go 20 years without going to the playoffs, or nearly 20 years. And, and, and by the way, their last playoff game before that game in Jacksonville was, a you know, the Music City Miracle. So it's like, you don't even have anything good to look to look over. It's, you know, you got the four Super Bowls, and that's it. And as an Eagles fan, I, I, I can relate, because when they lost the NFC Championship game, I'm like, wow, we're the Bills like. You know, we just can't get past the NFC Championship game. We can't get to the Super Bowl. It's... It's it's embarrassing, right? You know that that's what I had to deal with growing up as an Eagles fan. But again, I, I love the NFL. Uh, yeah, Bills. My, I, I tell you what, this is what I love about the league right now. Probably the three best teams are probably the three craziest fan bases: the the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. It's they're just starring fan bases that, and they're just gonna let you know every time their team wins. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> well, I, you know, I love that you brought up earlier that Josh Allen, you know, running the ball, and and sometimes. I get worried about that. But like you said, I forget like how big he really is compared to like, as long as he's not getting hit by a defensive end or defensive tackle, like he's better. He's bigger than most players on the field, like weight wise, height wise, like him getting hit by a DB is like almost like Brandon Jacobs getting hit by a DB. It's almost, it's almost doesn't matter. They almost bounce off of him as long as they don't get a good shot in. Um, I want to talk about the running game. The Bills running game has been lacking this season, but at the same point, they haven't really, really needed it. Um, one player that sticks out that everyone's talking about, whether you're a Bills fan or any other NFL team fan, like Christian McCaffrey has been rumored uh, to be on the trade block ever since Matt Rule got fired. Uh, my first question is, uh, and I know you've written articles about this, do you think it will actually happen? Because like a lot of these teams, you know, they just traded Robbie Anderson away. Uh a lot of these teams will say, oh, you know, so-and-so is on the trade block until the actual, you know, compensation for trading him comes up. And then they're like, oh, three first rounds. It's like, no, no one's going to do that necessarily. Um, but what do you think about, you know, will it, first off, before I ask you about the Buffalo Bills and, and what it would take, do you think it will actually happen? Or is this just a pie-in-the-sky uh, dream? I I honestly think, like, now I'll connect Buffalo to this. Do you really see Brandon Bean giving up a first-round pick for a running back? No. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's nice talk. It's nice content, no doubt about it. But, I mean, look, unless he's really going for it, and, again, I don't think he has to go crazy and go for it. You can get a, just as good of a running back or a better value somewhere else and not part ways with that high draft pick. I just don't see Brandon being given up assets to get a Christian McCaffrey who has a big contract. I, I just don't see it. I, I think the contract's too big, and, honestly, Carolina needs him. They don't have anything. It's their, their offense is by far the worst in the NFL, and they, they just need them to. They just need Christian McCaffrey to keep afloat. But I'm telling you what, if I'm Carolina, I'm tanking. I I am tanking for one of those quarterbacks, and you better make sure you get the right one. And I, I'll just say this, and it might be because I went to Penn State, but I, I tell people just stay away from Ohio State quarterbacks. They're not good. They're they're not ready to play in the NFL. It's proven time in and time out, and. I feel the same way about CJ Stroud. Like I would stay away from ten and a half. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, what you're saying about 
McCaffrey costing a first round pick. I, I'm wondering what the compensation will actually be because what if the Bills were to throw in like a James Cook or a Zach Moss? Could you get that into like a round two or round three pick to go along with it? Or is it a first and players to go with it? Because like you said, if you're building around a rookie quarterback next season, I mean, why wouldn't you give him a weapon like Christian McCaffrey? I mean, it, it, I feel like that's a good combination of a a highly paid running back along with a rookie quarterback like that works as long as you know in cap situations uh but i mean then you're i mean you're completely starting over from scratch if you get rid of him in general which i don't know if i don't know if anyone's going to trade him for anything less than a first round pick uh, but what do you what do you think it would take in general do you think it would take three firsts or something ridiculous like that or or what no one will do that by the way I, I, I mean, I think Carolina could just sell them all for a second and a fourth. I think that's what the Bills I, – I mean, that's what the Panthers want is a first-round pick. They don't have, but they need draft picks, period. So, you know, I, I think if the Bills went to them, hey, you know what, we'll give you a second and a fourth. Uh, we're not going to give up any of our players. But, you, you know, you, Carolina's in, in trouble here. They need assets. They need draft picks. So I think they would go for that or maybe a package of three picks, but none centered around the first-round pick. Like the second-round pick would be the highest. And, oh, by the way – We'll take we'll take the contract off your hands. So yeah, I, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have his suitors, if you will. But it, it all depends. It, it's just so hard to move a guy like that. I don't think we see these big blockbusters. The Bills are better. Uh, honestly, I, I think the Bills are have a better chance of getting Odell Beckham than they do. Christian mm, that McCaffrey. makes sense. That makes sense. Do you think uh, you know with the rumors of that happening? You know, the Rams were rumored to have made a contract offer, and it was really low. And, you know, I guess it was, I don't know if it's borderline offensive to a player to do something like that to try to lowball them. Do you think, uh, he makes a move in this bye week? Or do you think it's, it's like, you know, it's a, at least a few more weeks down the road that we see Odell Beckham, uh, Jr. sign with the team? I, I think he's going to wait. I, I think he's, cause look, you got Green Bay needs a receiver. I'm sure Kansas City is very intriguing to him. I'm sure the Rams are intriguing. I'm sure the Bills are intriguing. I'm sure the Giants are intriguing. And look, if there's so many shoes on there. You just wait it out because you you don't have to sign before the trade deadline. You can sign whenever you want, whenever you feel you're healthy. Like I think that's why the Ravens jumped on what they did with Deshaun Jackson. I, I think they said, you know what, this guy basically said he wants to come here. Why not? Why don't we just bring him in and see what happens? And I actually thought Deshaun Jackson would be a nice fit on the Bills at one point, but they have Gabe Davis. They don't really need him. You know, it, it's not like a desperate thing, but a possession receiver like Odell Beckham Jr. could really help them out. Uh, even though they have McKenzie, they have Stephon Diggs, they have Gabe Davis, uh, they have Khalil Shakir. It's, they have players. So it's not like they need him, but you, you're just adding your embarrassment at riches at this point. And if Von Miller can get him there and if he signs for less money. Yeah. I'm always wondering though, if it, if it's really truly about winning a Super Bowl because I think in the in the end, and you saw with J.J. Watt and the Cardinals, like money speaks. In the end, you know, people will say, oh, I want to win a ring. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that that guy's willing to offer me a million dollars more. And they're the, uh, I'm trying to think of a team that might not compete like the Raiders or something. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But so so your Eagles, uh, this is very intriguing. The Eagles finished 9-8 and eight last season. Um they're on a tear, an absolute tear this season. You follow them closely. You write for them, or you, you know, you you host podcasts, you you do radio shows. You're an analyst. Uh, did you see this happening the way that it did uh, when you you know before the season? So I am go. I am win twelve games, and I think it was more because of their schedule. Everybody goes, oh yeah, yeah. You, grew, you grew up in Eagles fan. I'm like no, like if you look at their team, where are they weak at? And I I kept saying that it's. 
they don't play a tough schedule. It's not like they're playing the Bills or Chiefs. I, I, personally, I think if the Eagles mm-hmm. play Buffalo, Buffalo would kill. That, that, that's just how I feel right now. I, I just think Buffalo and Kansas say you're on this level above everybody else. Then you probably got the Eagles and then it's everybody else right now. That That's just how I feel. But, you know, I, I honestly, when you play a crappy division like the AFC South, another crappy division in the NFC North, you should win games there. I knew Jalen Hurts was going to develop because God just develops every year. Uh, wonderful guy, by the way. I, I love talking to him. Uh, but overall, like Miles Sanders had always had talent. AJ Brown's good. You you guys know that playing Tennessee. Uh, you know, Devonta Smith's good. Dallas Goddard's one of the better tight ends in the league. Uh, you signed James. The James Bradbury signed to me. And I'm like, all right, this team's going to win at least 11 games. Uh, they'll, they'll probably win 12 because I thought James Bradbury was good with the Giants for a lot of his time. I know he's only there two years, but last year was just a disaster. No one was good there, and every hole they had, they just seemed to fill. Like they needed a safety. That, that was all we talked about in training camp. Need a safety, need a safety, need a safety. Marcus Epps want a job. They still need a safety. They go out and get Tronson Garner-Johnson, who has more interceptions for the Eagles this year than the entire Saints team. So, again, it's it, it just feels like if Howie Roseman's going to make a move, he's like Brandon Bean. He's very proactive. If he's going to make a move, or, or he, again, it's it, it's just one of those weird things. Like, Howie Roseman, Brandon Bean, uh, Brett Beach, uh, Jason Light, those guys, if there's a move to be made, they're going to make it, and that's why they're James Williams. Now, I was on a a, a cruise recently where um, it was out in the New Jersey port, so there were a lot of Eagles fans on that cruise. And, of course, I'm wearing my Bills stuff just okay. because. And a guy in an Eagles shirt said, hey, he's like, oh, you know, Bills are looking good this season. Eagles, he's like, it might be us in the in the Super Bowl. He goes, now, you said you thought that the Bills might win. I mean, how likely of a scenario do you think that is? Because you're, you're potentially looking at the two best teams in each conference i mean is this is this a possibility your eagles make it to the super bowl my bills make it to the super bowl and we see it and what would that be like for those cities <laughs> i pity arizona that I, I really do <laughs> you know, I, 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 I kind of wish like this would be a year later and they meet up in vegas because i i, I mean vegas already burns down i mean you, you just had the the crazy Eagles fans and Bills Mafia in there. Like, I've seen Bills fans. Like, I've followed Bills fans on Twitter. I swear they go to every road game. I'm like, you guys get the money to do this stuff. I mean, kudos to you if you could do it. But it's I, I mean, it's crazy when you, you see I'm uh, my one buddy. So a couple years ago, never followed football in his life. And he for some reason, he picked the Bills. And the Bills weren't good yet. And I'm like, all right, that's an interesting choice. Well, now he's, you know, he's all Bills Mafia. He went down to Kansas City this weekend and, to go see the game. He's never seen an NFL game before. So, spends his mind to go see Bill's Chiefs. I mean, I don't you can't pick a better game, right? And, you know, he's the only one wearing blue in his section, but he said Chiefs fans were, like, just incredibly nice to him. I'm like, well, we'll see how nice everybody is in the playoffs. But yeah, Eagles-Bills fans, I, I feel like, I don't think Eagles would want to lose the Super Bowl to the Bills. I don't think they want to hand the Bills their first championship because they, they let Carolina go to the Super Bowl. They let the Cardinals go to the Super Bowl. They let the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're ready for that yet, but what a crazy scene that would be just to see, like, in in Glendale, Eagles and Bills. It's, and, and it's very possible. It is because right now I don't see a, a team in the NFC that can beat the Eagles. I still think Green Bay is going to be good at some points in Tampa Bay. Again, that's three months away. we got so much of the time. But there is one certain thing. I, I, I do think the Bills are going to get home field advantage in the AFC because they, they've already they've separated themselves from the pack. And when the AFC is, like, Really good outside against the. No, I mean, I I thought there would be a, a number of different. I thought the Broncos would be so much better than they are right now. <laughs> you didn't. I didn't. I, I I liked Russ. I just didn't like that team. I don't like the Daniel Hackett. I, I never liked the hire. I thought I thought that was for Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, 
you know what? I'm not sold on this guy. I, I'm, I'm not sold on the retry coaches here, like Josh McDaniels, Dennis Allen. I'm like, man, I love the Raiders, but I don't like this coach. I, I, it's, it's weird. Like, I go by coaches, and I know people love to get on Sean, Sean McDermott for time management. So I'm like, he comes from the school of Andy Reid. He's going to win. Well, I mean, you got to look at the NFC East, too, and Brian Dable, former Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, and what he's done for them. I mean, you look at people don't think coaching really matters, but I mean, that's a perfect example. How much different has the roster truly gotten in the last year and compared to how well he's doing with that team, which I never thought would be 5 and 1. Well, look how good of a coach Ken Dorsey is. Like, I didn't think the Bills are going to have a drop-off because of Dorsey. Like, it, it, it's – Sean McDermott has built what Andy Reid has built in Kansas City. It, it just keeps moving. It's it's not going to stop. And everybody goes, well, it's easy when you get the franchise quarterback. I'm like, yeah, but they get him anyway. Sean McDermott went to the playoffs. Who, who was Sean McDermott's quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. I, I can't remember. Tyrod Taylor, thank you. And I remember people telling me Tyrod Taylor is better than Nick Foles at one point. He did it with Tyrod Taylor after he tried to bench him for Nathan Peterman, and we saw how well that went. <laughs> and then they went. That's right. That's the worst game <laughs> yes. of all time, by the way. Yes, it was. Well, well, you know what, Jeff? This has been a long time in the making. I really, truly appreciate you coming on. Um, folks can find all of your, you know, articles on CBSSports.com. Um, where can they find other work that you're doing? Your social media, anything else that you're you're working on right now? Um, all my works on CBSSports.com. Um, if you do like listening to the NC East, uh, if you go on YouTube, search Good Morning NC East. I'm hosting a morning show on there from 7 to 8. That's probably why I look so tired all the time because I'm always up early. I, it, I got a funny story for you. So I get done the Sunday night football game at like 3 o'clock, writing all my stories and stuff. I get up at 4. I literally had to get up like three hours later. I'm like, oh, who am I going to talk about? But I did. And – so, so yeah, yeah, man, it, it, it's crazy. But, yeah, you can find stuff on there. Um, I'm on 97.3 ESPN in South Jersey. I don't know if there are any Bills fans in South Jersey. But, r- really, my primary focus is covering the NFL for CBS. I, I love covering the league. love covering the teams. I, I get to interact with Bills fans. I get to interact with Chiefs fans. I get to interact with everybody. And it's funny because this is what I like about Bills fans. Everybody thinks I hate their team. But Bills fans, Chiefs fans, and Eagles fans. It's I'm telling you, it's a rare breed. I, I, I remember someone said to me one time, Oh, you hate the Bills. I'm like, when did I ever say I hate the Bills? Ever. I'm like, I stick up for your quarterback every single day, essentially. Like, I, 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 I believe it was Nate, um, Nate Gary who said it. If there is a Josh Allen stat, he's got it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, uh, I think that you have definitely proven how much, uh, you watch the Bills, how much you pay attention and how much I think you actually like them because, uh, you know, I've seen nothing but positive things from you. Uh, and I think that there are some some accounts out there that kind of try to troll with anything good. There's always something bad. Uh, but I, I think you're really level headed. And, you know, you, you've tagged us in a bunch of tweets showing stats. And and I mean, I'm surprised, you know, time after time how well that the Bills are doing. And and it's cool to see. I know you're being objective. I know you're not a homer for the Buffalo Bills or anything, but it is, I think, Bills fans just need to realize, like, the team's actually good. So they, here's evidence. Jeff Kerr is showing us this. So follow him. Follow everything you're doing. Um, again, really appreciate you coming on and, you know, giving your insight into not only the Buffalo Bills, the Christian McCaffrey potential trade, the rest of the AFC, the AFC East, and a little bit of the Eagles. Yeah. So I, I think it, this is funny too. Um, the playoffs last year with the Bills. First off, the whole they had a perfect game on offense was to me. I was laughing when I was like, "I'm like, has anybody ever done this?" And I'm like, "No, no one's done this." I'm like, "This is incredible." And then the way they lose the second playoff game, obviously, you guys don't want to relive it, but 
I remember everybody was complaining on the national media about, oh, overtime's not fair, overtime's not fair. I'm like, the game should have went to overtime. Don't you guys understand that? Like, why does everybody in Buffalo understand this, but no one else does? I I, I get, like, those fans were like, well, it's our own fault. We can't hold the Chiefs to 13 seconds left. We, we can't stop Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, I, I remember saying that first play. I'm like, he's going to go to Travis Kelsey. Some way, shape, or form, he's going to do a quick pass to Travis Kelsey. That's a quick pass to Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, hey, here we go. And, you know, you have a guy like Harrison Bucker. Bills are the same way with Tyler Bass. You got a guy that can kick a long field goal, you're going to do it. But, like I said, I just try to be as objective as possible with everything. Like, I know Cowboys fans are on my case today. I'm like, I mean, first off, I don't hate the Cowboys. So, get that out of your system. Second off, all I do is just tweet facts. You can interpret them any way you want. Exactly. You can't disagree with statistical. It's just like science. Like You can't disagree with it. It is what it is. Whether you like it or not is one thing, but (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Meaningless statistics... No, there there are no meaningless statistics. I'm a bowler. There are no meaningless... You're a 300 bowler, right? That is awesome. How many times have you done that? How do you do that? Like, How how does that work? (laughs) I've only done it once. It's hard. (laughs) I, I, I tell people, like, I'll brag about my 300 bowling. I won't brag about my basketball career, even though I, I wasn't terrible. I, I wasn't good either. So, you know, I, I'm one of those people. It's just, you know, if you want me to brag about athletic accomplishments, I'll do it. But I, I'm not going to go out my way to do it. Well, real bad. quick. I mean, I've bowled <laughs> in leagues before. Definitely not to that level. Uh, how close were you to 300 so many times and you were just a pin or two away before you hit that 300? So, funny story. First time no I had kidding. a that, I got it. <laughs> yeah. And I threw literally the perfect ball. I literally, like, th- my sister has a video of me. So, I'm in a league. As soon as I throw, I'm like, come on, come on. And I went freaking nuts. Like, I-, I-, I go nuts when I get, like, you know, when I have accomplishments. And when I I shot a, a 299 yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. I thought I buried the second one for 300 for my second one. And that's all I've been trying to do. <laughs> Obviously, like, 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 I didn't show it, but like, I just kind of went back to the corner, and I'm like, uh-huh. God, like, how uh-huh. did that not go down? So, you know, it's one of those things. It's, you know, I, I think it's the competitor in me, honestly. But I got one. That's all I care about. If I get another one, awesome. But you know, I, I just try to do. I honestly, like, I bowled the nationals before. I've been to Vegas and stuff like that. I just try to do as best I can. Not like, I'm not trying to be a professional. Well, you said you but, you got one. And you're okay with it because anything else is gravy on top. Is that how you feel with your Eagles winning a Super Bowl? Because that was, you know, a long streak of, you know, the team never winning a championship in, in the NFL, Super Bowl at least. Um, when that happened, was that like, okay, now anything like this season is great. If we win, we obviously want them to win, but like we still have one, right? Like Bills fans don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's weird. Like, so when the Eagles won, I'm covering the game, right? I, I, I'm not there, but I'm covering the game. And, I'm busy all, all night. I, I never take I never take a break. When they won, I didn't even really celebrate. Like I, I never celebrate at all during the game. It's just me being a professional. But I said, like guys, I need 15 minutes, just 15 minutes, and then I'll do whatever you guys need me to do. And I literally those 15 minutes, I popped some champagne. I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I finally got a chance to like celebrate something. Then I like. It was like that with the Phillies, too, in 08. Like, I'm a huge Phillies fan, huge Sixers fan, obviously. Uh, I've seen some tickets to them. Sixers are going to win a championship. I'm going to go nuts because I've never seen one. But I'm like that with the Phillies right now. They're, they're deep in the playoffs. I'm just enjoying the ride. Everybody's panicking. Was, they, they blew game, too. And I'm just like, it's all right. Like, guys, don't don't worry about it. Like, it's, it's just a game. I, I, I know I, I know that stuff. But once you see your team win one, you're kind of uh-huh. satisfied. I, I, I mean, really, because you never thought you'd get one. 
But I, I got to be honest, like with the Bills, they should have won one with Jim Kelly. They should at least get one with Josh. If I'm yeah, gonna that's what we're all hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. We're hoping that this is the season. We're taking it all in. Jeff, again, thank you so much. It was really cool to talk to you finally, and I uh, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. want to thank uh, Jeff Kerr for coming on and talking uh, all things uh, Bills with us and a little bit of Eagles at the very end. Uh, but when we recorded this episode on Thursday afternoon, the Christian McCaffrey trade clearly hadn't gone through <clears throat> as of that moment. So uh, I just wanted to give my thoughts on uh, what happened and what transpired and if I liked it or not. And I have some really great reaction from uh, followers on Twitter. So the first thing was the Christian McCaffrey clearly did not end up a Buffalo Bill, as Jeff Kerr uh, noted that he probably would not. And uh, the f- in order for the 49ers to actually land Christian McCaffrey, uh, the Panthers got a second-round pick, a third, and a fourth-round pick in 2023 next season. Plus, they also got a fifth-rounder in 2024. So that was a massive haul to give up. Uh, I was talking with Kevin Massari from the Going Deep podcast on Cover One, and uh, I love Kevin. He's so thoughtful. Um, he was on a podcast with me, and he was giving his thoughts on Christian McCaffrey. <clears throat> and he basically sold me on the Christian McCaffrey move, and he said he'd be willing to give up James Cook plus a third, maybe a second. And in my opinion, I mean, that was the second, third, and fourth, and then the fifth in 2024, I think is more than what... Uh, Kevin had mentioned giving up and even more than I'd be willing to give up. Love Christian McCaffrey. I think he's a dynamic playmaker. I think he's a playmaker that the Bills could very much use in a run to hopefully what is all what is a Super Bowl this season. And a move like that definitely puts all the chips to the table and say, you're all in. Like you're all in for this season and and making the uh the Super Bowl and winning it. I like Christian McCaffrey a lot. I'm not I don't really love that price. And to be quite honest, I like Devin Singletary a lot. Now, he doesn't have nearly as much raw talent and skill and speed that Christian McCaffrey does, but I think that if Ken Dorsey can utilize Devin Singletary more for the rest of the season like he did in the Kansas City Chiefs game, then I think that uh, I think the Bills will be better off as a run team. And you don't need a Christian McCaffrey to win a Super Bowl or Saquon Barkley. In fact, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like it's very rare that teams like that do win the Super Bowl or even make it. But 
Um, I think the Bills have what they need. So I wanted to switch it over to Twitter where I wrote, you know, who's upset with the Bills? Who's upset that the Bills didn't get McCaffrey, right? So if you're not following us on Twitter, please do. We're at CTWPod. And Dan Ferber writes, I'm just surprised that he was traded to a team in their conference. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm glad he did not end up uh, in the AFC. That's for sure. Unless he was going to get injured right after. I'm glad he didn't end up in the AFC. The YG writes, well, after seeing what the 49ers had to offer, I'm more thankful that the Bills didn't get off, didn't offer that many picks. Knew he was going to be pricey to get. I thought heading into the season that Singletary was going to be a sleeper back with a strong finish last season. Yeah, he finished great last season. And for all intents and purposes, uh, the beginning of the season, when they give him work, I think he's, he's done great. Dave Pearson writes, not sure how we would have improved a team with such a strong offense. We have excellent running backs. He also sprained his ankle getting off the plane in San Francisco. So there's the injury thing too. (laughs) Very tongue-in-cheek joke from Dave Pearson there. Private Joker 2003 writes, it doesn't make much difference. We are still clearly the best team, not the 3-3 and 49ers. Yeah. Eric Allen. Now, Eric Allen had a great tweet. So he writes, no, not for the picks that they gave up. This is what Bean has done with those picks. Obviously, not all were hits, never will be, but in any given year, you could potentially miss out on a haul like seen below. He's cheap this year, but then costs $12 million against the cap for the next three. Yeah, the, the salary cap going past this season was going to be an issue, um, but they could have moved some things around to make it work. Um, I'm talking with Kevin Massari about that too. He's like, yeah, you know, they can, they can, you know, move around some guaranteed money, just like any contract to to try to make it work if he wanted to. So Eric, what was great is he did a screenshot of all the picks that, uh, in, in recent drafts, players that the Bills wouldn't have if they had done this trade. So just think about this for a second. Um, in 2019, the Bills drafted Cody Ford, Dawson Knox, and Devin Singletary with a second, third, and fourth pick. And then in the next season, they drafted Jake Fromm with a fifth overall pick. So, I mean, you'd still be missing Dawson Knox, who is, what, a top five tight end, and uh, Devin Singletary, which is a starting running back on any roster. So, uh, and Cody Ford, Jake Fromm, whatever, they're throwaways. But um, next season, you'd have A.J. Epinesa with a second pick, Zach Moss with a third pick, Gabe Davis with a fourth pick. And then the next year, you would have lost Tommy Doyle uh, in the 2021 draft. So, so that's the second, third, and fourth picks from 2020, and then the fifth from 2021, which, you know, AJ Epinesa still unproven thus far. We're still hoping for more out of him. He's steady, um, still learning. Gabe Davis, though, is a player that I think is worth, uh, a Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. If you're going to hit on a guy like that, who could be a top 20 wide receiver easily, uh, yeah. 2021, you're talking about Boogie Basham, Spencer Brown, and they didn't have a fourth-round pick, but whoever the fourth-round pick would be, and then Khalil Shakir from 2022, which would be tough. Uh, we all like Khalil Shakir, and um, Spencer Brown's our starting right tackle. Uh, Boogie Basham is a rotational defensive end, kind of like A.J. Vanessa is still learning. It's, it's tough. With all those picks, I mean, just look at how good Bean is drafting. And like Eric mentions, they're not all hits. We know that. But if you can get two starters, and uh, and they're pretty solid starters, if not Pro Bowl starters, uh, I think maybe it was a good move to not pull the trigger on that. Original Hatriot writes, if Singletary gets hurt, I think we have adequate backup in Duke and Cook. 
If either Davis or Diggs is out, we might be more challenged. I'd like a third or fourth wide receiver more. I wonder if Original Hatred's kind of mentioning uh, Odell Beckham Jr. John, <laughs> our co-host, John tweeting, he said, I'm upset that I have Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson on my fantasy team. <laughs> Tanawanda Proud writes, he would have been a nice bonus weapon for Josh and Dorsey, but not for that much draft capital, especially given the salary cap situation next year and CMC's contract. If the Bills want to add a weapon for the playoffs, Super Bowl push, give me Odell Beckham Jr. Yep, just like I mentioned. I mean, you're basically taking Christian McCaffrey as a rental player, kind of like the Rams did last season with Von Miller. But then again, look how that turned out. JMAD76 writes, not me. The Niners got fleeced. That's too much to give up for a fragile running back that made that's made of glass like Watkins. We lucked out. Josh's Josh Allen's left arm writes, I'm relieved. Once you start paying people, you have to hit on draft picks. Our draft picks are gonna be more important are gonna be important if we want to compete for a decade. I think he hit the nail right on the head there. Um if you're paying all of these players on your team, like top five, top 10 players, and you're allocating that much salary cap space, two really good players, don't get me wrong. They're like you, the Dawson Knoxes of the world, the Deion Dawkins of the world, the the Tredavious Whites of the world, the guy, the Matt Milano's of the world, the guys that potentially Tremaine Edmonds, uh, which there were reports of. Uh, you know, you really have to start uh, backing up that veteran, proven, you know, top five, top ten talent depth with draft picks and cheap rookie deals. JJ writes, I would have loved to have him, but not for our second, third, and fourth. And they'd probably want more since our pick in those rounds will be later than the Niners. That's a great point JJ brought up because, you know, the Bills, if the Bills finish, you know, if they go to the Super Bowl, they go deep in the playoffs. I mean, that second round pick is basically an early third round pick for all intents and purposes. Whereas the 49ers, that, you know, we're three and three um, as of this recording, uh, they may end up in the, you know, mid teens. Primetime Eric, the former Riverfish, writes, It may just be coincidence, but I don't believe in coincidence. The very rumor we were interested appeared to light a fire this past Sunday under Singletary. Yeah, Singletary ran great this past week um, against the, the Chiefs, and I think that that was part of it. I think that the Bills just came in with a great game plan under Ken Dorsey, and to me at least, I, w- I wasn't really under the impression that Devin Singletary couldn't be a starting running back. But I think this kind of proved to Dorsey and Bean, maybe maybe behind closed doors, if we're going to get conspiracy theory-like, which who doesn't love a good conspiracy theory, maybe Brandon Bean's like, hey, I'm looking to move Devin Singletary. And Ken Dorsey's like, you don't need to do that. He can handle the load. Well, I'm not really sure he can. Can, you know, uh, he can, can. Not sure he can, Kenneth, uh, but... Uh, I'm thinking about making a move for a CMC. Let me give you, give me one week. Give me one week, Brandon, and I will show you that Devin Singletary can handle it. And the rest is history. Jimmy One More writes, not upset at all, but if the Bills fail to reach the Super Bowl due to, due in part to the lack of particular skill set that CMC would have provided, perhaps then yes. <laughs> Bearded Wonder writes, motor's killing it and Cook will be a star in a couple of years. Meanwhile, McCaffrey will be on IR. <laughs> Jeez. He has missed, what is it, 24 games in the last uh, three seasons? Greg Dagler, uh, I think he kind of hits the nail on the head here. He says, he said, I think, and not a huge surprise here, our GM played it perfectly. Think it through. Be sensible. Don't overreach. Don't let emotion drive your choice. Set your limit. 
go to your limit, but no further. Come in legit serious with your offer. It works or it doesn't. It didn't. It almost reminds me of gambling, right? Like you go in, at least the way that I've always tried to gamble, um, whether I'm at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago or uh, anywhere else, you know, if I go to a regular casino, um, like the Delago Resort and Casino, uh, I was just at one on a cruise recently and I brought in $100. That's all I had on me in cash. And I said, okay, let's play some blackjack. And I was ready to lose $100 clearly hoping to make a lot more than a hundred dollars but a couple of bad uh the dealer got hot and you know lost it in about 30 minutes and what i could have done is i could have gone back to the atm got out two hundred dollars more or something whatever trying to chase it just like uh, brandon bean brandon bean could have been offering a third rounder or if john warrow's uh tweet is correct a second rounder and they're like oh well, we're gonna need a second and third and fourth and you're like, well, I was only going to give a second. Like, I was okay. I felt good about a second. And I don't feel good about a second and third, or much less a second, third, and fourth. So it's time to just walk away from the table, understand that, you know, you can't win them all, and move on. So thank you guys all for tweeting out, reaching out uh, over Twitter again, at CTWPod. Um, want to thank Jeff Kerr. Uh, again, for coming on, if you're if you're not following him on Twitter, he's at Jeff Kerr, K-E-R-R-C-B-S. Uh, he usually tweets out some really cool stats, like I mentioned, after Bill's games. And uh, and I try to retweet them out whenever I can. He's a really cool follow. Uh, and yeah, man, could you just imagine a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl? I was thinking, I was thinking about this after we talked, okay? Imagine, uh, normally what happens historically is after a big championship game, whether it's, you know, football, baseball, hockey, or whatever, if there is a riot, it's usually in the team team city that loses, right? But I could see, like, if the Bills ended up winning the Super Bowl, like Eagles fans coming from Philadelphia and rioting and burning down Buffalo out of uh, spite. I could see that happening. It would be such two crazy fan bases. And I could see the other the other thing happening, Bills fans going over to Philadelphia. And, uh, yeah, it's it would be chaos. It would be it would remind me of, like, apocalyptic, dystopian sort of futures where everything just happens to be on fire and uh, everyone's... Uh, Everyone's trying to get water or something. <laughs> like, what are those? But anyway, guys, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Looking forward to talking to you uh, after the Bills-Packers game. Um, if you are following us on Twitter, like I said, at CTWPod, we're going to do a Twitter space right after the game, like five, ten minutes after the game, hopefully before that. Uh, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll I want to get your guys' opinions right after that uh, win or loss. Hopefully it's a win. Uh, Brandon Bean, or I'm sorry, Brandon Bean, Sean McTermott is 5-0 and after a bye week with the Buffalo Bills, and the Packers look like uh, wet trash, so it's possible that we're talking about a Bills win. Get in there. I want to give your thoughts First, if you are a real-time listener and you want to get in, while you're waiting in the queue to get the microphone, while you're requesting the mic, give me some emojis while you're listening and while the other person's talking so that I know you're a regular listener because regular listeners will get first crack at being on the Twitter spaces. So you guys have a front row pass. And a lot of you guys, if you contribute to you know the post-game tweet where I said who or what is on your wall of fame, wall of shame, that way I know you're regular listeners. But there's a lot of you that listen that do not contribute to that segment. And uh, the only way that I know if you're a listener is if you give me – how about we do the laughing emoji? If you give me a laughing emoji at any time during the other person's 
talk, then I'll know that you're a, a, a CTW listener through and through. So I'll get you straight in. So again, this is me, Nate, signing off. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys after the Packers game. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Uh. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us. No. Number one, no one on top uh. of us. What they gonna do in Matt Malone? Coming with the blitz off the edge Don't you throw it in the air Cause Trey White and Micah High will intercept Von Miller getting double team Now the team getting easy sacks Russo with the double moves Coming straight for the quarterback Take him down, take him down McDermott clapping on the sidelines And the crowd going crazy Mafia, it's our time Josh Allen, it's your time It's the Mafia, yeah Sunday, one Bills drive Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. 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 It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo, it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen, looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards, will it be caught? Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder down the field, past the whole roster. That Steph Diggs make it so easy. Touchdown, high. I feel rockin' every Sunday Got a hangover on every Monday Get your bass kick, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin and Cook, you know we great If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate Nah Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No one Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>